0: Everyone, and Welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B I Z Z A R O And thank you for everyone who's listening in. And before I introduce our guest, I have a lot of questions that have come in through both my personal Instagram at Justin Bizarro. Again, that's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And you can submit them at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's. I'm sorry, guys. I don't manage multiple social medias on top of trying to produce podcasts on top of trying to rebuild businesses and start new businesses and run existing businesses. So I try to focus. And so Instagram is just the easiest for me right now. I'll eventually get into the TikTok thing. I know everyone keeps telling me I'm missing out. And there's all this opportunity there. I just haven't figured out how for me yet. Um, But that being said, one of the things that I've got a lot out of, and I've actually gotten some responses from entrepreneurs that have been on the podcast is that the amount of growth that people are having right now from the last few episodes as we've relaunched this year? And if if anyone asks, because I've also had this question, so I feel like I need to answer it. Is I didn't, I wasn't, I was trying to do too many things, and I was doing two podcasts, and I was trying to run businesses, and I didn't have the right support system and employees, so. Every time i get on a roll with just the Food Entrepreneurs, it'd be like, okay, we're on a roll. We got all these clients lined up. People would line up. And then it would sort of like, okay, person lining up the calendar did it wrong. And so I have like 30 appointments out and stuff like that. So as an entrepreneur and this Food Entrepreneurs Podcast always being a project since day one almost four years ago, I've wanted everyone to grow as I have grown through it. And you can tell I've tried video, I've tried different studios, I've tried doing it at the place that I work. And then if you do a podcast, guys, and you do it at the place you work, you got to be really disciplined or have enough uh, boundaries that people don't come in and bother the podcast all the time or talk loud enough or come knocking on doors, even though the light's on that you're recording. All that stuff becomes difficult. But I think the most important thing that I'm actually trying to point out is a purpose, Okay, And a lot of entrepreneurs find it, but I've really found it, especially over the last three months, even though I've always done this in my life and I believe it in my core, is that I've been able to hone in on it as I've become more focused on the businesses that were important to me or the things that I actually want to do, such as Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. Because for me, my, I have a great sense of purpose since the day I was born in being an entrepreneur. But also, as an entrepreneur, pollinating positively the world around me so there is growth long after I'm gone. And that doesn't mean that I think I'm a great person. That just means if I'm going to live in this world, I believe that I need to have flowers behind me. Because everything else behind me doesn't seem great. And also as an entrepreneur, I understand a lot of the time that I'd rather be the flower than the bee and try to attract people to me. But the reality is is as an entrepreneur, I always know I have to be the bee and chasing new fields and chasing new places to go. And so one of the things that this has done for me, especially over the last three months, and weirdly the amount of interest and people that have come around me, is, hey, we're getting a lot out of this or the people that have reached out, hey, Being on this podcast helped me grow immensely. I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur. I didn't think of myself as growing humans. So everyone who's listening in, I think this is extremely important in the world that we live in right now and the things that we're doing, particularly in the food space where leadership is needed so badly. Because whether we like it or not, we can say that we need more workers in food space. The reality is this, if we lead better in our businesses and we become better businesses, that's when we're the flower and we need to attract the bees to our businesses. We will attract them to our food businesses. So cool. With that being said, I have Jeff Peters with us from Idaho Falls, Idaho, Idaho, uh, with Boss Papas. How are you doing today, Jeff?
1: Well, I'm doing great.
0: So Jeff, tell us about I know you have a vintage food truck, okay? So that's what we're going to talk about today. I love food trucks; they hold a special place in my heart because it's like the stepping stone for a food entrepreneur with bigger dreams, and it's a way to do it to sort of feel like, am I? Is this something I want to do for the rest of my life or not? Um, so, Jeff, how did you become a food entrepreneur with a food trailer?
1: Well, I've been wanting to open a restaurant for quite a few years, and it just finally came to the point we were we were sick of eating out at restaurants and not knowing what we were getting so we decided to open a a food truck and uh, you know make good food fresh food every day all of our ingredients are fresh uh, never frozen so
0: tell me more about that why the fresh never frozen
1: oh uh, we just uh, you get better quality of food better taste uh, all of our fries all of our potatoes that we cook in our in our trailer are all you know Idaho grown uh, fresh potatoes we cut them right here in the trailer and then uh, you know serve them up to to everybody
0: <laughs> makes sense right I guess if you're in Idaho you have to serve potatoes I guess it's like in Denver green chili like comes with everything as an option so I I love this Jeff so give me your backstory. Like where, where'd you grow up? How, what did you grow up with an entrepreneurial family? You know, sort of let's, let's sort of sow the field here so we can understand how this happened, like how you got to where you are. Because I don't, most people don't even take the initiative to even get to a food trailer in the, in the first place. But what also people don't understand is it's about a life full of initiative in some way. So tell me about your life and sort of where you came from and and how you got to where exactly where you are.
1: Well, I, I was born in Idaho. I pretty much lived here my whole life. Uh, I moved away for a little bit after high school. Worked in the oil field uh, for 15 years. Came back to Idaho. Um, started working at a food processing uh, facility. Uh, make, uh, we make meat snacks there. I've been there for about twelve years and just being around that constantly, you know, it's like, you know, I, I can do this. I, I could I could run a, a food truck. I I know I can. And, you know, I instead of just, you know, talking about it saying, you know, we should do this, we should do this, I finally just went out, found a trailer, bought it, and started the adventure.
0: I love this because there's something inside of you that happened. One, I think your environment around food sort of what happens as an entrepreneur or people like we're always born entrepreneurial. okay? and I would say most humans probably have it. Um, It's just we it doesn't get ignited. Okay, and what just happened is you were in the food and world and it ignited something that was deep inside of you, which I love. And I think it's how a lot of people find calling. Some people realize it from the day they were born. I just happen to be one of those where it's like the day I was born, I'm like, oh, I get this. Like mow lawns, make money, you know, oh, multiple lawns. Oh, you know, rent the trip the tractor from my parents. I got all of that type of stuff very early on. But I think for other people, um, a lot of what will late bloom. Even for me, I lately le- I late bloomed into the things I'm entrepreneurial in. I was very focused on food or restaurants before and now I've really blossomed into other things. You can see I'm in media and stuff like that. So I love this. So once you take the initial step, how do you come up with a menu?
1: Well that, you know, we, we wanted to do something, uh, potato based and, uh, you know, my, my wife's Hispanic. So we, we kind of pulled a little bit from, from the Hispanic culture, you know, carne asada, adobada, um, you know, stuff like that. And then, and then some more of, of what I grew up, you know, chili cheese and just cheese, like a nacho fries and stuff like that. And there just wasn't anything around here that was strictly that some of the restaurants have a carne asada fry. But, you know, we just we wanted just to fully focus on on that potato experience and and wrap the rest of our our heritage and, and, you know, our growing up and our lives into it as well.
0: Well, and I think this is really important. Um, what you're saying, Jeff. Well, one is that's Pop Us, Boss Pop Us, the potatoes. Of I finally put it together, and I'm the one who organized the podcast. So, just for the audience, also, if anyone hasn't put that together. But the other part of it is, is you put together your life in a visionary thread, which I talk about this on the Centurion Leadership Italian podcast quite a bit, in an episode called "What Is the Visionary Thread." But if you have a life and you have a spouse and you have a family, it doesn't mean they necessarily are in your business or you're not separate, but they are part of the inspiration and motivation that makes you who you are and that there's a huge amount of love that can be harnessed to also motivate your business and become integrated in your business, which you just talked about. It's her culture. It's your culture. They are merged together the same way that you guys are in your marriage, and that is and built something that has caught my interest and which is why I reached out to you to be on the podcast because I can tell the authenticity and everyone's like oh a number of downloads and follows or whatever I get all that too but I also get what trajectory is and what uncapping potential is okay and why I love what you're doing Jeff is you stayed true to you and just that alone brings so much good energy to you and your business and I love it. So tell me more about, you know, what is your favorite thing that you serve? Like if you had to order something off of your menu, what would it be?
1: Oh everything.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> no, honestly, um
0: It's like asking Picasso to pick one of his paintings, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I I'm guessing it's our our spicy pork and shrimp. I like that. Um oh, either that, in a that sounds delicious. Or, uh Oh it is. Uh either in the baked potato or or the fries. Um and then I'll personally I like drizzling a little, a little nacho cheese on it, give it a little bit of extra extra flavor and then and then we load up load it up with our our homemade salsas and it just oh it's just fire. I'm loving this. Okay.
0: I want to talk more about this because it's not typical, at least for me. Here in Denver and in New York, when I was living there, I lived in the in New York for a number of years. I loved it because there's so much different food in New York. Jeez, like blow your mind. And I spent a number of years there because we had a facility in Brooklyn with food service partners for 20 years. But it was like, holy crap. Like, I love this. And I think that the potato is such a thing and it's such a great thing because it is a vehicle. Like, it's no different than mixing proteins into your pasta or with your rice it should be done with potatoes too like it's okay and I know they're higher in sugar but you balance this out this is a delicious dish and this is something very creative and I think it's going to grow because there's such comfort and potatoes are such a good vehicle to transport animal fats etc when we need it into our into the human body so okay I don't even know where I was was going with this but one of the things I want to ask you is this is you mentioned your wife. Is she a part of the business as well?
1: Yeah, she is. Uh, my daughter and my son-in-law. Cool. Because uh, I see on your
0: Instagram, which is at Boss Papas. So that's P-A-P-A-S on Instagram. Um, I noticed it's a family business. So tell me about how the dynamic, because it's important, and we don't typically talk about a well-rounded family business like you guys have and the energy that I feel from it, okay? So how do you balance it all? Because I've been in a family business before. I'm no longer in family business, but I have been for almost 24 years of my life. Actually, it was over 24 years of my life. So tell me about your dynamic. How did you? How do you navigate this?
1: Um, <laughs> well, I... It's just like anything else that you do with your family. You're going to have the occasional disagreement. You're going to have, you're not going to see eye to eye, but we we sit down as a group and we talk about it and we all come to an understanding, you know, Hey, this, this is what's going to be best for the business. It may not be best for me, but it's best for the business. It's best for, for us to work together, um, That we that we try and meet that common ground because I've worked with family before and it's it's very difficult.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead, keep going.
1: But we all we all really have the same vision of just making you know just high quality food, which I believe, and a lot of people that have aided our establishment they they agree with us that it's a very high quality, uh, delicious food.
0: Yeah. I'm in, I'm in agreement that the, the way you're putting the things together is just so unique. So tell me about like each role that each family member plays. I mean, does everyone sort of do everything or do you guys have roles or just things that have naturally fit into your personalities that have worked?
1: So we, we all pretty much do everything. Um, I'll cook, I'll take orders, I'll prep. Um, same with my son-in-law, my daughter, my wife. They, they all, we all do the exact same thing. Um, for the most part, I, I'm over running the fryer and you know making sure that we're getting orders right. Um, my daughter, same thing, she'll take orders. She's making sure that we're getting orders right. Son-in-law, he's he's mainly on the grill. Uh, you know, making everything. My wife, she she runs the fryer and she preps a lot and does a lot of running for us.
0: I love this, Jeff, because you're not only pollinating a business in your community and, and creating entrepreneurship, but you're also pollinating your family, right? You're giving them skills to survive, you know, as an entrepreneur, if you can survive and build your own business, have the confidence to do it, have the confidence to be in your own family and have these discussions, it's enormous. So what are your guys' plans? I mean, where does it go from here, Jeff? I mean, you've just begun and like really in the, in the lifespan of what the business could be. So do you guys have plans? Do you, do you, I mean, where does it go?
1: Well, right now we're, we're probably looking at opening another truck, uh, another boss Papa's, uh, a different location you know across town so we can hit both sides um, and then uh, if that you know if they're they're really hitting good we're gonna uh, we're gonna open a couple more food trucks different different uh cuisines though different different styles of food
0: yeah you know what I and one of the things I want to tell you Jeff and the audience can hear this as well and what I've learned and the mentorship and I, and I wish I would have still is still instilled more in my businesses over the last two decades, but I'm definitely instilling now as I move forward, is what you just talked about, which is growth, okay? But constant growth, but constant Purpose, like you—you knew the vision before I even said you have the truck. You guys know you want to open up other concepts, but you guys also know that you're building each other and growing together. And I think it's just so important the way you looked at it and the way you worded it because how do I put this? Um, I'm losing the exact words. It just helps when everyone knows where they're going, and everyone knows where they're going and there's a clear mission and if everyone's like oh he just said multiple things there's no they're not pointed any one direction no they are they know exactly what it's he just talked about one food truck you know going into the next one and the positivity in the things like and here's where really what my point is that i want to get to which is, when we go into life and we go into business with positivity, and in the years I grew the most, in the years I had the most growth, were the worst years that should have been our worst years. But weirdly, we had the most positivity in them. And the years that we should have had the most positivity, weirdly, we got negative and I didn't know how to deal with it. I wasn't mature enough of an entrepreneur or a person. It took me a while to understand. Really good entrepreneur, really good at building things, really good at stuff, didn't understand the ups and downs that naturally happen. that it takes literally two decades of going through for me to be like oh there's entrepreneurial cycles and business cycles but the thing about what you said that i want to hone in on to anyone that's in here is growth actually happens when there's love and growth actually happens when we care about our businesses and we care about the people that are in them and the food gets better by nature, and I'm assuming, and I know this for sure, at least in the businesses that I'm in or in the other industries I'm in, that when I give it love and I give it growth and I water it and I fertilize it with positivity or mentorship or belief and accountability, let's not forget accountability, um, that the possibilities are endless and your business grows in ways you can't even imagine. And it's not, what, and I'm not talking about this stereotypical path in food, which is let me come up with an efficient concept and stamp them out all over the country. Because if you heard Jeff didn't say that. What Jeff said is we're going to go to the next one and we love working together. And then we're going to go into other food concepts and try those because at least we have two or three trailers or trucks to be comfortable with. You know, so... I appreciate that insight, Jeff, and I think it's just so important as an entrepreneur and building an entrepreneurial family because I come, you know, legacy of entrepreneurs myself, is that if you forget or all of a sudden you're growing and you're worried about everyone's growth and all of a sudden you have so much success that you forget about that growth or what got you there, it will tear down businesses. It will tear down massive businesses because the reality is this. Growth is important. Growing the people around you is important. Growing your family is important. So I'm, I like you a lot, Jeff, and I love what you're doing and I love your entrepreneurship. And so, um, how do you guys, how do you guys go about getting quote unquote gigs?
1: Well, we, uh, actually this, this is a very good, uh, Good story here. So we, we started the, we, we, we opened up last month and, um, just word of mouth. We, we parked it and we've been in the same spot. We parked, parked, um, just word of mouth. Uh, we got invited to a couple of, of craft fairs to as food vendors, um, just through word of mouth just hey you guys need to call these guys they're great good food great people and and it's just blowing up that way social media has really helped us cool and um as you've grown
0: um what what has been the hardest thing for you to learn uh, both personally as an entrepreneur and like within the food truck or trailer <sighs>
1: Pretty much everything <laughs> just because, you know, it's all new. So we're a lot of things we're just having to feel out and 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 test the waters. And, oh, that doesn't work. We can't do that. Oh, this is working great. Let's keep doing that. Let's 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 build on this now. Let, let's refine this. Get this going. OK, this is great. We don't have to worry about this. Let's move over here. This isn't going very good. So th- that's really it's just been a constant pivot. (laughs) Yeah. It's we're, we're getting it now. We're, we're getting to the point now that, that when, when we get in the trailer, everybody knows what to do. Nobody, nobody has to say, Hey, I need this. I need this. It, It just gets done.
0: I'm very excited because I know what that is. And I know what happens when there's that transition and something transitions in the individuals around you and in yourself where things just start going well we're like okay we can do two and it's like it's like when you're on a sports team and you start to win and it's like it's just there's this rhythm and momentum that happens just like where preparation meets opportunity and everything just starts to go and this is where you're at. I mean, you've built a good business. I mean, I, I thoroughly do my investigation, and I do reach out to a lot of people, but I also know what they do, what their potential is, and why they're on the podcast. Because part of doing a four-year-long podcast so far, and one of the things that I wish I have done a better job on, which I will do a better job now, is making sure we continue to tell the stories. Because as an entrepreneur, it just isn't over now. It continues for the rest of our life. It's not just a snapshot. So Jeff what what is the what is what's your favorite thing on the truck? What's the what's your favorite day that you've ever had on the truck or the favorite thing you like to do on the truck.
1: You know what, honestly, it's every day. I I truly enjoy being on the truck. <laughs> That's um, so cool. So so I've I've got a full-time job And we do this on, on our days off right now. And I, I honestly, myself, I would love to do it every day, but I know at this, we know at this moment that it's not entirely possible for us to do it every day. Yeah, of course. But, (laughs) but as soon as, as soon as I, as soon as I hook up to the trailer and pull it and get to where I'm going and start setting it up, I'm just. I'm in a good mood. I'm happy. I'm, I'm just, I love doing this.
0: Yeah. I love this. Um, very, very cool. Um, is there anything you'd like to talk about? Um, you want to tell everyone how they can find you online and where you guys are located real quick. Um, and where your social media is.
1: Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got, um, Instagram it's boss Papa's. Uh, Facebook is Boss Papa's as well. And we do also have a TikTok, which is Boss Papa's. And just so
0: everyone knows, I've been to Idaho Falls back in 2020. We, uh, I RV'd um, and, uh, with my family through uh, Yellowstone. Um, and we spent time in Idaho Falls in a campground there quite a bit um, back then, God, that seems like forever ago, two and a half years ago, um, life's not the same anymore, obviously, and, um, and my life has changed quite a bit, but it's, um, but I loved Idaho Falls, and I remember, like, the creeks there, and the rivers, I mean, is there a lot of seasonality there, I, in how, I mean, do you get a lot of tourist business, is that something that food trucks do, they set up, and things, because I remember, like, a, I want to say a food trailer came into the campground maybe once or twice to serve dinner. It was pretty cool while I was there, and um, or at least on that trip. And so, I mean, is the tourist thing with Yellowstone being so close a, a big thing for food trailers and trucks in that area?
1: Um, you know, Idaho Falls, the, the food truck um, scene is really starting to blow up. It's, uh, there's probably been 20 or 25 trucks this year come out. Wow. Wow. Um, but you know, in the, when summer comes, I'm sure that we'll get a lot of the tourists, um, you know, a lot of tourists coming by, just a lot of people passing through, um, we'll probably set up next to the, you know, closer to the river where a lot of people, you know, that Idaho Falls is pretty well known for their falls and, and everything and we'll yeah. we'll probably probably start getting into that. Um, you know, we kind of started late in the season this year, so we're getting just the, the hometown um, support right now. But I, I'm pretty sure that once summer comes around or spring when it starts warming up again we'll we'll start getting that that tourist business.
0: Well, and one of the things I love about it is that it's it's so close to Yellowstone, so you can go there during the day if you want to drive in and come back to your site. But it also was like it was a place away from uh, Yellowstone for a few days because we spent a couple days just kayaking and canoeing down the rivers and trying the food, and obviously I'm in the food business. So, yes, I try a lot of different places. I try a small portion or we split things as a family, like we'll order one thing, you know, you know, especially when I was growing up, we did this a lot as a family. Uh, my parents and sister, we would order like a dish each, and then just pass it so we could try everything. Because, or we'd order one thing at this place, try that, and then order at another thing at another place because you want to try all the food. It's an Italian thing. So when I say my family, I'm re- referring to that as well. It's like there's this Italian heritage in me that's just like try everything which is why I love what I do so much being in food and an entrepreneur it's just part of my ethos you know, and I understand that food's so important to bring families together and so important to bring people together. And so many memories are built in restaurants and first dates and marriages and stuff is all done around food. And it's just so cool to me, the community around it. And for you, for me, what I love about this is you've built a business around, your, around food, which is part of your family, you know, also in the business and the growth will happen with them. And I'm really, it's really been great to talk to you, Jeff. And I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, so uh, anything else? And I don't have anything. I just really appreciate your time. It was phenomenal.
1: No, Justin, I don't I don't have anything else. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and, you know, uh, talking with me. And
0: it, it's been great. Absolutely. And for the audience listening in, Again, like this is about growth. So if you like what's going on here, share the podcast. You know someone in the food space that this may help um, or an entrepreneur in the space that may help pass on the podcast. I guarantee you if they tell you that they don't need any help or they don't need to listen to some podcast like this, they're probably not going to do very well in the long run because part of being on the podcast or agreeing to like Jeff did or or doing things is having an open mind and staying positive and learning any way you can. And so I will call everyone out on this. Like, If you really want to do well, there's a whole slew of podcasts and you can skip all the Motivational Mondays if you guys want. Because those were just me practicing what eventually became the Centurion Leadership Battalion, which will also go on a second season. But the thing about it is is what I'm trying to get to is there's so much information and it's not only from me there's all these entrepreneurs uh, over a hundred episodes from just entrepreneurs in the food space that have so much knowledge to give, you know, and some of them I get excited about and some of them I curse too much. And I apologize, guys, I'm working on that. I've heard the feedback over the last few years. I'm trying to do better with that and actually be motivation. So everyone can hear my message. So I just get excited. I grew up in food and a farm. So, um, I apologize. Um, But I do guarantee that I'm doing a better job. And I don't think I've actually cursed once this episode, just so everyone knows, uh, because I am working on it. So um, I appreciate it. Um, I really love everyone for listening in. I love all the positivity I'm getting right now. It's been pretty incredible for me. And I know a lot of people that are on the podcast have been getting a lot of positivity towards them and people reaching out, encouraging them. Listen, that's what this is about, guys. Entrepreneurs, if... They don't, they're usually by themselves. They don't know if they're doing well. And when outsiders tell them to reach for the stars and the sun, they should go do it. You know, because no one else is going to give that encouragement. So encourage the entrepreneurs. So what I mean by they should go do it, meaning you should go tell them to do it. Encourage the people you think good things of and good things will happen to you too. Provide solutions like I talked about on the last podcast for other people and you can become an entrepreneur you know, chase something that's innately inside you that you want to do and take the risk like Jeff did. And his family is going to have a legacy around this business. And not only that, but as in a core values and morals and ethics also beyond just the normal fundamental family ones. So that's pretty cool too. So Jeff... I appreciate you. You taught me a lot today. You reminded me of a lot of things of why I became an entrepreneur in the first place. Um, in terms of taking the step of what was already inside of me uh, in food, um, what I mean by becoming a food in, uh, entrepreneur in food, because I just feel like it. Just there's so much family. There's so much community. There's so much understanding around it and diversity around the world and and so much food to be tasted you can't even do it in a lifetime so very cool and everyone listening again share um help out the entrepreneurs around you so thank you again we're out